welcome to the 40th episode of In The Between. Yay! And... <laughs> Yay! <laughs> so we're still on Zoom, so it's a bit laggy. Sorry, guys. <laughs> and apparently my internet connection is unstable. Okay, I will try my best. Okay, here. Um, yeah, it's our 40th episode, and today we're going to talk about the upcoming elections. They're happening very soon now, and we have not had much time to think about things or know what's going on. I feel like yes. every day I'm thinking, oh, who am I supposed to vote for against what's going on? You know, <laughs> which doesn't sound very politically responsible, but if you have limited time to receive and process information, that's what it is. Yeah. Well, the, the beginning point for today's podcast mm. begins with a post we saw on the Aware Singapore uh, Instagram page. So Aware is a, um, it's an activist group that tries to fight for equal gender rights in Singapore. And they did this post where they were showing um, an article by Asia One with the title GE 2020, which is General Elections 2020, who wore it better? Question mark nomination days, most fashionable females. Mm. And as a response to that, they did a meme where they put three images of male candidates and put the same um, title underneath. And the caption for this post was, keep asking the important questions during this election. And they were talking about how um, women in, in, in politics, especially at... Um, kind of like not taken seriously and instead the the, um, the way that the media portrays them is through their clothes through their fem- like their femaleness mm. and a lot of the comments to this post also were really annoyed that um, they were looking not at their personalities or what they are going to offer but at the clothes that they were wearing yeah Actually, I have a different problem with the article. I just find that it's not well-researched and like it's not well-described. Um, and mm-hmm. also just the understanding that, to be honest, none of them are really trying to be fashionable in any way, you know? And even if they were, it's such a short time. Um, and, you know, they are all uh, trying to go out and canvas vote. So it's super hot in Singapore, very humid. And if you're going door-to-door, I don't see how you can really you know, be that fashionable. It's not like, you know, you, you're on stage and you're photographed and um, you have like photo ops, you know. So I, I just don't yes. really get this article to begin with. And after a while, it becomes kind of uh, annoying also because everything is repeated, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I think that there's a potential for this, for this kind of articles to be interesting and mm. to look at, uh, color symbolism, maybe what the clothes say. Like for example, some of the um, one of the politicians was wearing a white-legged 1970s style pair of trousers with like a puffy sleeve shirt, and that's a very interesting take on like femininity, but also wearing trousers that are practical and have that masculinity in it. And it could have been yeah better research and. I mean, if you believe that fashion or dress does convey a message and has a history as we do, um, then you wouldn't take so much offense at an article that is better researched and like maybe also looked at both males and females for um, 
for the yeah. for a comparison. Yeah. For sure. And also, I just wanted to point out that I, I really believe that, you know, it's one of those situations where it's like, oh, okay, I should wear white, like PAP, right? That's the People Action Party. I should yeah. wear white and therefore I'll look at my wardrobe and be like, okay, which one is like suitable to be worn out? Like it doesn't look too raggedy. Um, it looks appropriate. It looks uh, official enough, formal enough. And then just grab it because I'm seeing all these images of them in white and they are in different shades of white, right? There's like off-white. <laughs> I'm not sure if the off-white is on purpose. Like it was made that way or it was just like from being in the sun for too long, or, you know, like washed too many times or whatever. <laughs> but it honestly seems like, you know, when sometimes, you know, when we, we have like themed, um, dinners or something with our team right in last home and then we're like okay everyone wears batik or everyone wears like certain color and then we're just like oh man okay let's go to our wardrobe and see what we have and i honestly think that um the candidates based on what this article shows in the pictures that they didn't put in that much effort to <laughs> um you know put together something that like means something so i just find the premise of the article okay first of all yes it's offensive because um, it's like, it's not even like, oh, no, it's unfair to the women. I mean, how about saying it's unfair to the men? Maybe the men are putting in more effort and no one is yeah. caring about it, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, for us, we know that, okay, there are two um, candidates I know who are very supportive of the local fashion scene. Um, so that's mm -hmm. Bayam Kang, right? And um, Sim An. Mm -hmm. So yeah. one, both of them come annually to the La Salle show. Um, you know, they're always looking at what the students are producing. They ask, you know, good questions. Uh, they sometimes commission the students to make things for them to wear to official events. So, you know, why not, for example, feature them and be like, okay, you know, these are two people who, you know, really do um, find or have interest in what's going on in the fashion scene and try to support local talent, something like that. Yeah. I, I do think that there is that room for politicians to like, instead of looking at fashion as this um, thing that makes them elitist or whatever, it's this misconception about fashion, but to look at the Singaporean fashion scene, the very people who are making clothes in Singapore and support them like what politicians all over the world do, right? Like Michelle Obama was very well known for supporting American designers and not necessarily only a certain type of American designer, but Asian American designers, uh, African American designers. And so there is that potential for Singaporean um, politicians and in general Singaporeans to be aware of what's available and support the local talent. Yeah. And of course, I think um, just looking again at the images in this Asian One article, right, there's also the question, like some people just don't really care about what they wear, I think. Um, <laughs> you know, and I think for them, it's just like, you know, I'm just going to wear something that looks pretty, it's like, okay enough. And, you know, my focus is really on canvassing the votes and telling people what I can do for them, you know. So even like what they're wearing is like, they don't, I don't think they think about it. Yeah, I so think there is some sort of, thought but it's more of a meta idea of like okay. what does the party stand for so for example for the PAP it's like the party color is white so they're mm. trying to stand for for like um, this kind of idea of like sterility and perfection and like you know you have no blemishes and and then they are all really well groomed and mm -hmm. so in general, the that's the meta narrative that they are their clothing also tells. Whereas the workers' party, which is the their, their party color is a blue, is blue based on the idea of the blue collar worker. So like the everyday man, the laborer, um, 
they use that as their party color, but also their demeanors a little bit less rigid and they try to be a bit more approachable and not as like uh, perfect as the, as the pristine the white. Yeah, yeah, the pristine white. And then the other parties kind of like take turns between using red and white, which is the Singaporean flag color. Um, and they tend to wear things like polo shirts, uh, which are, which um, semiotically just look a bit more casual, um, have that kind of active um, element to it. Like it, it's something that you wear for sporting, uh, sporting and outdoor events. And they, some of them wear a cap. And of course, everything is with the logo prominently added. And um, now because we're in the middle of, still in the middle of the pandemic, they are also wearing the uh, mandatory face masks. So some of the more well-funded parties um, actually have embroidered logos on their face masks mm. as well. So that kind of like adds on to this whole idea of like a very well-funded, uh, pristine party, you know? Yeah. I wonder if I would actually prefer that they all wore the same thing, like a uniform. So, I mean, um, Progress Singapore Party has that polo shirt that everyone wears. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's like red and white. And mm-hmm. but the thing is, in I mean, according to this article again, it's like they can wear anything on the bottom. And it, to me, it just seems very. Um, I don't know what it is. Like it, it's not uniform, so it doesn't feel like they are united um, in a single front. <laughs> I mean, just visually, right? Not about yeah. their, their um, points or anything. Um, yeah. And, and I guess they don't want to enforce like a full uniform, uniform, right? Like in because then that will be a bit too orchestrated. So they still want to show like their personality. Okay. And they're like, they're wearing like dif- different members are wearing like different shoes and like, you know, to show what I don't know. Wanna... I don't know what I want. <laughs> I, I either want it to be super fabulous or just uniformed. Because <laughs> right now it's just messy. <laughs> Across the parties. Yeah. But I mean, if we move on from there, I mean, um, a lot of the... Uh, canvassing for votes is going on uh, online. Yes. So, um, I mean, like you, I've been um, reading and consuming all this information online. So aside from telecast debates and things like that, there are also, you know, these videos that have been making the rounds. Like every candidate seems to have made like a, a short video um, to yes. kind of tell people very quickly, like, you know, what they have done, um, who they are and what they stand for and what they're gonna do, you know, if they get elected. So that's been yeah. that's been great to watch. Um, I I like still reading like the lengthy you know opinion pieces and you know from people who are getting elected or people who just write about it. Um, but I have found the videos really nice to watch, and yeah. I have gravitated towards watching videos um, by the female politicians. Like, you know, who have I watched? I've watched like uh, Raisa Khan. Um, from the Workers' Party, Nicole Sia, uh, I think also Tim Pei-Ling from PAP. And yeah, it's really nice to see very like confident and well-spoken women. Yeah, and also someone called Mariam Jaffa also from the PAP. And it's been great. I think they have very different approaches. Um, so, for example, okay, for Raisa and... Um, who, was, who else was from the Workers' Party? From Marisa and Nicosia, Marisa and Nicosia, uh, they tend to be quite like home-based, you know, like showing them in their... Their backgrounds. Yeah, their natural habitat, I guess, you know. And then I thought for Nicole's one, it was interesting because it was right in her home and then they, they you know, showed like 
you know, her daughter's room, her young daughter's room and things like that. Mm-hmm. So it was very intimate. And then it yeah. kind of makes you want to like Google them and find out like, oh, what's their home life like? You know, just being a little bit of a busybody, I guess. Um, <laughs> for Raisa Khan, I think, you know, it's interesting that um, like, for example, with the PAP, I think they try very hard to show that they're in the heartland. So the term heartland is kind of like something that we have used to describe places that are very highly residential right that are um, filled with housing development board flats you know so public housing yeah. public housing yeah. yeah so i think for mariam jaffa and for tim Ping from pep the video really panned out a lot into like you know them walking around in the neighborhoods and talking to like um you know the people whereas yeah. for nicosia and for raisa khan it's not so much focused on that yeah. so i thought that was quite it, interesting um yeah yeah, different. It could also be because some of these candidates don't actually live in the heartlands or like yeah. public housing. Yeah. So, so trying to show that they are um, with the people. They are with the people, even if they don't live with the people. Yeah, but and, I find and, it so. I find it so not genuine. I'm like, you know, you can own your success. Uh, it doesn't mean that you cannot help people that you want to help. Um, so actually, don't I personally don't enjoy that. I feel like you know, just own it, and then you know, it doesn't really detract from what you're able to accomplish for others. Because yeah, I, I mean, find that why not just live your life and be yeah, be truthful. Mm. There are some good like break because the campaigns are mostly online. There's some great breakdowns of like the political party videos as well. But there's this one that I really enjoyed by Joel Lim. His Instagram account is at LimXJoel. And he's a PR, um, he's looking at things through a PR perspective and a pop culture perspective. So he breaks down all the videos and kind of looks into all these different things and like compares them to, for example, uh, superhero movies and like how they approach things. And another one that really catches, has caught a lot of millennial and Gen Z users' eye has been um, the... um, Tan Cheng Bok from the Progress Singapore Party. Um, yeah. and he, <laughs> With his height, these glasses. Yeah, he's so, so he's so funny. So he, um, he, he wears this like wire glasses with no glasses in them. No lenses. Because, in <laughs> no lenses in them. Yeah. And he said it's because as, as he, he had corrective eye surgery, so he doesn't actually need them, but he wears them because he doesn't want people not to recognize him. And a lot of Gen Z uh, younger users said that this is such a fashion statement because a lot of like these Korean pop stars wear fake glasses as well. And so they started calling him a hype beast, which is a term used to describe someone who is a fashion trendsetter. <laughs> and he also wears this kind of like almost orthopedic sport shoes. Uh, he's khaki and um, a baseball cap and he is polity, which is which has that very bad look that was very common uh, with streetwear and the normcore look a few years ago. So I think to see an older man um, in this manner to them, it's really relatable. And, and he replies as many um, messages and comments as he can. And he really is having fun, like uh, kind of learning a new, um, learning how Lingo. to use Instagram. Yeah. yeah. And, you learn things woke. like what woke means, yeah. Um, woke means and what hype beast means, and he keeps using them. And he's having a lot of fun and being very authentic. You can also see his house, which is like this huge 
nice house also and yeah. uh, doesn't stop him from being relatable and like uh, trying to approach a new generation of voters. Yeah. yeah, I think and that's why people are enjoying him because, you know, he's just living his life and, um, you know, being genuine to himself. And yeah. Um, yeah, and I think it's also a fun way for people to kind of get into politics because they are kind of like, I've seen online that they, you know, take pictures of themselves, kind of like wearing the glasses without the lenses as well. And, <laughs> you know, um, so yeah, it's really funny. And, um, but that still feels kind of like a sideshow to, of course, the whole yes, election. Of um, yeah. I mean, you were telling me that you were watching the debate, right? Between. Um, yes. Between... And for some reason, yeah. um, I don't know why, but Vivian Balakrishnan's, uh, smart watch really caught my eye like the PAP has this obsession with watches and like what they symbolize okay. so one of these politicians uh Chung Chun Singh a few years ago like went on a big tirade about his Casio watch and how it's dependable it's waterproof it's practical he's been using it since he's was in the army, etc., etc., and this whole this whole idea of like you know watches are often seen as like status symbols. If you get a Rolex watch, um, especially for men, but to wear like a practical, no frills Casio watch is like a way to like show how with the people and approachable he is again. Yeah. Um, but then kind of so hopping on it, just funny. but hopping on it, yeah. I think kind of like takes it away because yeah, then it's, like, it's like trying to trying to use this object as a symbol for what they are or what they believe in. Um, just like, well, I found very funny and I found funny that Balakrishna smartwatch is there, you know, it's like this, <laughs> this uh, smart yeah. nation, probably high-tech oh, guy. Right. Oh, gosh. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, but I think also, I mean, if we know how dress works, right, it doesn't work if you tell people what you want it to mean. It, it really depends on how <laughs> people... True read into it read and it. decide for themselves what it means right and if you know yeah. it symbolizes anything it is for people to catch and understand for themselves it's not for you to kind of like hey look 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 <laughs> this is why i'm wearing it and yeah. this is why it stands look for. look look yeah so <laughs> i'm wearing my oldest shoes because blah 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 <laughs> yeah oh yeah i don't really enjoy that um but i think i don't know what to make up the whole um process because right now it's like there's really barely any time to know anybody um, and I just feel like uh, there was this uh, social media post I saw of this new PAP candidate called Poli Sun. So I have this um, natural curiosity for all the, the women candidates. And um, I think with Poli Sun, you know, I've heard a lot of great testimonials about her, um, even through friends who have worked for her. So like I, I look at her with great interest. And I think one of the most to me, the most iconic images of this PP election is I think one of the pictures of her kind of like running, like literally running from door to door because she's oh. trying to meet as many people as possible. And the first thought that occurred to me was, aren't you going to be very sweaty and very hot? Mm -hmm. And I know that's like such a stupid thing to say, but um, I'm also wondering why there is a need for that then. You know, like, is there really a need to kind of be um, so rushed? you know, and at the same time, it's like when you're doing these door-to-door -door kind of canvassing, um, there can also be misunderstandings, you know, through how people look and how people dress. So, you know, just segueing from the police on example about the running, um, I think I saw on Facebook that someone was really upset because 
um, his wife, um, I'm not sure about her, her race or ethnicity, but um, she opened the door and I think the PAP candidate was like, hi, you know, is your, uh, is the owner of the house at home or something like that. Wow. Did you read that? Yeah, I, I, I didn't, but it happened to me too, like, when I was younger, they, like, I'll be at my friend's house and the neighbors will ask them if they've had a new maid. And I find that really strange that, yeah, yeah just because I'm this, like, tenor, younger person in their Chinese house. <laughs> yeah. So I think, you know, all these really make people have a bad impression as well, right? Every little thing counts, everything becomes symbolic, um, even if it was not meant to be. And I don't think, in this instance, I think the person was upset because um, there was no apology for the misunderstanding even. It was just like, oh, okay, like, oh, you know, like, yeah. oops sort of situation. Yeah. So I guess yeah. you're saying here is that it's the rushing around in, like, that whole, like... Yeah, it's like taking the box. Yeah, yeah, of trying to just meet as many people and meet not just as many people, but the people that count because the people that count are the Singaporeans who That's have right. a vote, right? Yeah. So then to them, the rest are like, okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah, like whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, coming back to dress, I feel like um, it's really hard also to figure out, you know, what people are supposed to wear, I guess, on these because um, it's, seems like the party has some kind of guidelines um, or like yeah. in your mind you feel like okay there are some guidelines like maybe you know I will go out in my all white thing but I'll wear like a batik face mask because that's sort of like Singaporean I don't know you know so it's yeah. very um, touch and go it's yeah. not very I, calculated yeah. or planned yeah I, I don't think there are some general things still I would still argue that there are still some general things that one Singapore is generally a conservative society so like someone wearing like platform shoes with like crazy hair and like, you know, that wouldn't fly with like the everyday Singaporean. They'll be like, can, can I trust this person? Mm. Um, so they do try to be as like conservative as they can. Probably, yeah. They and try to appeal to a, a wider audience, you mean? Yeah, to not kind of like uh, leave anyone like out in terms mm. of like being uh, approachable enough. And of course, practicality, right, of the heat of the um, walking around. So they're wearing like walking shoes. And so there's that general atmosphere. Um, and the fact that we don't, for some reason, we don't trust, we don't seem to trust people who are too fashionable or who try to show their personality too much, um, but instead to have a collective image, mm. um, at least here. So true. Yeah. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Did you have any? Well, so, <laughs> did you have any last things to add before we conclude this? Hmm, like, um, not really. Just yeah. to, like make sure that you read alternative sources. <laughs> you have a look and think for yourself. And yeah. um, voting is a civil right, and it's very important. And it's very important to see um, that it affects many people and not just ourselves. And a lot of people need help and will need help during the. Yeah, jobless COVID nineteen pandemic. I must say that sometimes it's a bit difficult to like even get into it because it depends on the GRC you're in or the group representative uh, group representation constituency. Because yes. um, in some GRCs is like you know like it will be a walkover 
or like even you don't like the incumbent party, it's like the alternative is also not great. So mm. yeah, it really depends on um, the GRC you're in. And I think every year, like the national daily newspapers will, will kind of tell you which are the most hotly contested GRCs, like where it really matters, yes. or like where there is like real kind of um, opposition, strong opposition, you know, that you could vote for. Yes. Yeah. I, but I think at the end of the day also, everyone should feel like they are able to contribute to a change. Mm-hmm. And whatever the outcome of the election is, everybody should be working towards a fairer, more equitable society and should be educating themselves anyway. And if you don't have the your wanted political party, then you should write to your MPs and, you know, just be observant of what's going on around you and who's suffering and who needs help. Yeah, and I think at the end of it, I mean, I, I feel like we should conclude that you know what we talked about today, it seems very peripheral right, to the real issues, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, and I think sometimes we let ourselves um, get caught up in all these like peripheral things. And really, we mm-hmm. need to figure out like, you know, who are these people? Um, what have they done before? Because like, let's not forget, you know, at the beginning of the nominations and whatnot, like Ivan Lim from PAP was pretty much like, you know, had to leave. Um, yes. because of his behavior before that. So I think it's about educating ourselves and not letting ourselves be blinded by like the, the very cool videos or like whatever they're wearing or whatever it is. I mean, just <laughs> educating ourselves well. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So thank you so much for listening. And if you like what you listen to, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or SoundCloud. And of course, do follow us on Instagram at individual. We would really love it if you could Uh, leave a review as well on um, our podcast channels. That would be amazing. Thank you so much. Bye. Happy voting. Thank you. Bye.